Hey, it's Greg. Thanks for checking out Toronto Today. It's October the 19th on a Wednesday. Well, really, really tough conversation and a really awful story involving a dead police officer. A 31-year-old RCMP officer in Burnaby, B.C. was attacked with a knife and stabbed to death by a person who was either homeless or just camping in a tent. We're going to find out more about it in the days to come. But we all have our, you know, thinking caps on, speculating about what happened and obviously how it could have been avoided. That conversation with Richard Zussman uh, from Global BC, who's a fantastic reporter out there, incredibly well connected. And we talked about the grieving process for the community in British Columbia and the new mayor in Vancouver, who really campaigned on saying, I'm going to tackle the homeless problem and I'm going to do it a little bit unconventionally. It's not just going to be all about compassion and making sure I don't stigmatize anybody and it's not going to be with an iron fist. Can there be a way in the middle that it gets done? And I think those are questions we'll ask ourselves in Toronto soon enough as well. This is our conversation from Wednesday's Toronto Today. A lot of people, Richard, um, are looking for answers to so many questions and a lot of people are clearly a day later, less than 24 hours later, still reeling from this. They are. And just the way that this all unfolded, Greg, is is devastating. Uh, we know that Constable Shailen Yang was fatally stabbed on Tuesday while partnered with a city of Burnaby Parks worker attending a homeless campsite uh, in a park uh, in the community. For those unfamiliar, Burnaby is just right on the outside of Vancouver, very close uh, to the city's core. Uh, Shailen Yang, Constable Shailen Yang, 31 years old. Uh, she had been a member of the force uh, for just three years as part of the RCMP. Uh, incredibly tragic. Uh, her boss, Deputy Commissioner Dwayne McDonald, uh, in speaking about her, described her as a loving wife, a sister, a daughter, uh, and uh, the deep condolences to everyone uh, in her family and in the community deeply impacted uh, by this event. And it, it's so she's paired up with a bylaw officer. Yeah. I, is that are you able to glean whether that's standard procedure to make sure yeah. there isn't one person attending, um, a, you know, something like this when when an altercation breaks out or or something goes awry? Yeah, it's, it's important to note the investigation is still very active, but this is standard fare in policing here is to pair up a bylaw officer uh, with a police officer uh, to provide, in essence, that extra layer of expertise and protection. And we all know that the work the police officers do across this country uh, is challenging, difficult, and at times, hugely risky work. We've had a huge dialogue here in British Columbia around mental health and the connections to crime. I know that's a conversation happening in Ontario as well. And there have been lots of calls here in this province to provide more resources and supports around mental health uh, to those frontline officers. Clearly, we will find out a lot more in the investigation around the state of the suspect in this, why mm. uh, the RCMP decided uh, with the mental health outreach team to approach uh, the tent at this point. We'll find out in the investigation is the expectation, but Clearly, there are going to be a lot of questions here about whether that was the proper decision. Does there need to be more supports? And overall, 
what do we need to do to address the issue of crime connected to mental health in terms of homeless encampments, in terms of treatment facilities, in terms of incarceration, bail, all of those have been big issues here and they will continue largely framed about this incredible tragedy. Richard Zussman is kind enough to join us uh, from Global BC on Toronto today on 640 Toronto. All of these things and all of these massive stories involving, um, you know, the deaths of police officers or police officers in jeopardy. BC also had the um, the, the bank robbery in yeah. late June, early July that we all in Ontario were fixated by day after day, even when the even when the one officer got out. And I think people had forgotten about it, not to realize that he'd been in hospital for 71 days. I mean, 10 weeks. Well, not able to go home, not able to be with his family. It's 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 strange for for probably you and I, but I bet you it's strange for people in in all the provinces because they're saying to themselves, something is up here. Something is in the yeah. water. And it, again, I, it's difficult to piece it all together. None of these are related per se. They're not. But there's just that sort of anger and tension. And and uh, and I, it's difficult to put into words for law enforcement officers, but they they feel it. These men and women are feeling it right now. Greg, we just came through municipal elections here in British Columbia, and I know people of Ontario will go vote for municipal leaders. And the primary issue for the first time, I think, ever for on the municipal level was crime and public safety. And we have heard time and time again from police officers that they are going out and doing their job, and they believe the system is letting them down, that people are arrested but let out on bail, that they are attempting to shut down homeless encampments, but that uh, you know, due to other reasons, those encampments are remaining because they don't have the resources to find these people proper homes or to find them treatment facilities. In some cases, they're unwilling to go. And there is a frustration there from police that they believe they are doing the work that is necessary to keep the citizens safe. And in some cases, politicians, in some cases, the community are not allowing for the full tools to be used. I'm sitting here at my office at the BC legislature, mm -hmm. and right beside it, our global offices here, is an area where police officers train for tactical events, including potential hostage takings. And as you mentioned, that shooting in Saanich, those officers trained here beside us. We saw them every day. They spoke about their families and they spoke about their community and their, uh, you know, colleagues on the police forces that they represent. And it took a toll on all of them as they wait those 10 weeks, as you mentioned, for their friend to be released from hospital. This is having mm -hmm. a tremendous impact on these frontline workers, these first responders or police officers as they deal with their colleagues suffering. And in that case, in Saanich, we were fortunate no one died in Burnaby. Not so fortunate. So there will continue mm. to be this debate, like you said, Greg, trying to understand why this is happening. Politicians here were quick. Our premier, I spoke to him today, John Horgan, as well as our public safety minister, Mike Farnworth, they were devastated by this. They will continue to work, they say, to ensure that there are mental health supports and that police are supported with the resources they need. But it's, it is challenging out there for those who are doing this very dangerous work. It leads me to ask about your mayor, because there's a lot of people, the, the new incoming mayor that will be sworn in later in this week. And that's um, that's going to be a fascinating transition. Ken Sim is going to be the new mayor in Vancouver, and he has uh, alliances that will take council seats as well. He's seen yeah. Richard as very 
um, pro-police, wants to tidy things up. There's a lot of people that are in his camp and there's a lot of people questioning this is bound to happen. This is the new politics. It feels like you'll have half the half the world aligning with you <laughs> and half the world shouting at you. Nobody's really indifferent about Ken Sim. But do you know, do I have that right in, the, in that yeah. he he looks to sort of tidy things up a little bit, whether it's homeless encampments, whether it's open drug use in the streets. He's he's been very vocal about it, hasn't he? Yeah, he has a, a commitment hiring 100 new police officers, hiring 100 mental health nurses. They are still short on details, but that is the promise that more resources are needed to address crime through mental health support and through frontline officers. And what happens in Vancouver often happens elsewhere. I spoke to a senior minister in the cabinet today, and they told me that if uh, Vancouver gets its 100 mental health nurses, there will be an expectation from other communities, Burnaby, Surrey, Richmond, Victoria, that they get those nurses as well. And those resources would likely come from the provincial government, an expectation that that will be part of the tools used to combat this increase in crime and an unease in terms of public safety. So it will be interesting how Ken Sim goes about this because it was clear in the campaign we were seeing four random assaults on people in Vancouver every single day. And Greg, housing encampments, homeless housing encampments have become a thing in Vancouver. We have seen this now rolling for a decade that they continue to move to different areas. The downtown east side, which is uh, notorious in this country uh, in terms of an area where there is open drug use, uh, there is often open prostitution, and now there is a tent village, an encampment uh, in that area as well that politicians, the fire department police have tried to dismantle, but it is that challenge of balancing, as you mentioned, finding mm -hmm. homes, finding mental health supports, uh, finding places for people to go. I think there is a compassion from all politicians to support those who are uh, desperately struggling, living homeless and struggling through either drug addiction or mental health, or in most cases, both. There is a compassion there. Later today, when the BC Liberals stand up in question period here at the legislature, uh, they will be speaking directly about the issue of crime. And they will be somber and speaking about it, but they will also ensure that there are questions posed to government about how they are going to fix these problems that exist. Events like this don't happen in a fully healthy society. And trying to help people get them the mental health supports they need can help keep people, including police officers, safe. Richard Justman uh, joining, joining us from uh, British Columbia. It is a horrific tragedy. And, and I would say, not knowing some of the circumstances yet, it's tough to come up with solutions, but our minds are already working, right? The hamster is already on the treadmill about who this was how they reacted. We're speculating, but we have every right to speculate until details come in, and we'll see if BC police give us that.